Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted this week to be joined once again by a friend and very special guest of the pod. It's our, what did we decide before? Grezident of the pod. Grezident. <laughs> Riggs, how are you, mate? Hello, all. I'm back. I can't, I'm like a rash. I just keep coming around <laughs> every day, every day. It's, it's all about that content and you are the man for content, Riggs. And resident, by the way, wasn't anything weird. It's a uh, guest resident. Was that what we decided? A guest and resident. We did a, we did a, a, smush. a, 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 a amalgamation there of those two. And, and, and I'm happy a to. A smushy s- thing. That's the technical term for it. I got a t-shirt in the mail. That's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What have you been up to, buddy? It's been a while. It has, yeah. When it was, it was uh, Dial of Destiny, which Oof. Um, Oof. Uh, I still dig. I still really dig. Have you seen it since? It, I saw it again at the cinema after we after we recorded. Did you? Um, yeah, because it was playing at the Astra, and I had a night to kill when I was in the city. And here I'm like, fuck it. You love the Astra. Every time I tune into your podcast, by the way, Film Addicts podcast, go 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 check it out, guys. It will be linked below. Um, every time I, yeah, every time I plug you, thank you. That sounds weird. Every time. <laughs> I check out your podcast. Uh, you're always talking about the Asta, and I just have to go. I'm going to have to come and go down with you one time. And that sounds even weirder. Where, where are all these innuendos coming from today? Oh my God. Well, I mean, plug you <laughs> sounded like you're a gangster from the 1940s. And that just sounds like, you know, there's well, Cunnilingus going on or whatever. Um, it's 2023. Why not? I, yeah, I am at the Astor a lot. I, I, it's, it's, it's my, it's my church. It's my place of peace. It's my spiritual home. It's the best cinema in Melbourne. It's a, it's a legacy theatre. It's got old seats. I was there the other night watching uh, Moon Age Daydream, uh, the, the, um, oh, yeah. David Bowie doco. It's sort of a doco, sort of like an, an art house picture. And they did it as a double bill with Fear and Loathing Las oh, Vegas, wow. which I currently have a poster of right there. Well, I can't see it. It's um, just very slightly off camera, but that's, it's nice to know. Yes, yeah, and 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 that that was great. Yeah, it's just such a great place. I just I love it so much. Well, how about this then? Next time I go down to Melbourne and have a bit of time, we should check something out of the Aston. Absolutely. Next time you come up to Sydney, you should come with us to the Ritz, which is in Richmond, which is a fantastic little older cinema. It's one of those that has the smell of popcorn embedded into the walls. Yes. So you know it's a good good old school cinema, right? Love it, love it. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll be up there in um at the end of November. Uh, sorry, middle of November. Oh, perfect. That should be okay. Let's lock some time in so you can come and We're record. Talking about, yeah, it'll be the week of the 16th and we'll figure it out. Guys, if you want to hear us bunch about our week, feel free to stick around. If not, you can jump around. There's going to be time codes in the description, which as always, well, I say as always, when he's involved, are shared by friend of the show and editing master, Mr. Matthew Bliss of blissery.fm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be sharing his details at the end of the podcast, so stick around and wait for it. If you're looking for a podcast editor, please, 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 please stick around. However, if you are going to stick around and you like what you're hearing, what, do, you, do you think they should give us a five star three? Just drop it. Just drop a five star. Takes takes. It, it actually it takes right less time to do that than do a th- than do a one star. It just takes you a microsecond less. So just do it. And if you're going to be closing it regardless, you might as well give us that five star because you're already in the app. You can do it all in app, whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify. It's all there. We love it when you do. Thank you. We really do appreciate it. Reeks, mm. what have you been up to? Um, stuff and things. Like I said, went to the Asta, saw those pictures. Things and stuff. Very, very good. Yes, things and stuff. Um, a busy run up to, like I was saying to you before, beginning of October, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the frightening season, which is awesome. I love Halloween. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, ah, yeah. Not, not because of tax time. 
<laughs> I fucking hate tax time. It sucks balls, man. I have to oh, do I got, my taxes. I got destroyed. Like. Yeah, I did mine. I got I did mine the other day, and I am terrified of how little money I have. I was like, I thought I gave you lots of money, but no, apparently I didn't. Not yeah. enough. I'd, every year it changes so much. I'm like, someone's fucking making a pot. Like someone's <laughs> swimming in a Scrooge McDuck style <laughs> pool of gold coins that I I worked for. You bunch of charlatans. But anyway. And if, and if anyone listening doesn't know the Scrooge McDuck reference, I'm not going to tell you to go away and listen um, and check it out. I'm just going to say, this podcast might not be for you. <laughs> we might, especially what we're talking about today. Yeah, that's a good point. That just, that marks me at a very particular age. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, fuck taxes uh, and, and fuck that guy and fuck that duck. Wow. Well, there's, there's all the innuendos today. It's a bit harsh, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, coming up to, you know, the end of the year, I take some time off to work on internal stuff, you know, our own projects and, yeah, and yeah, nice. you know, at the studio. And I've got a screenplay that's currently um, with a producer and we're, we're trying to get some funding for that and stuff. So, yeah, looking forward Ooh, to, a, to a bit of, bit of downtime. What about you? What are you doing? What? Well, let's don't don't flip to me yet. Can you tell us anything about the script you're working on? That's what I want to hear about. Um, yes. Well, it's, um, you know, it's a love story. Um, it's about two men Ooh. who do a podcast occasionally together. <laughs> one of them's a one of them's a, a resigest. What Cunning am I linguist? again? <laughs> what am I again? A resident. A resident. I said a resigest. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> a gre- <laughs> that's the worst kind of smush. You completely We're ruined resident. that. Yeah, that's that's fucked. And uh, one of them has innuendo, and the other one's got glasses. No. Um. Uh, yeah, it's something I've been working on for about three, three, oh no, two years. Um, and uh, I found a producer who's also um, someone I've I've kind of cast as one of the roles, and he's a a writer and a producer and a playwright. And um, we're yeah, we're just trying to get this thing into into shape so that someone will give me some money to go and shoot it in in rural Victoria. Give me your fucking money. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a road movie about um a, a young deaf girl and uh, her father, and they travel across country. Looking for a better life after her um, mother and young brother pass away uh, in a car accident, and they sort of, yeah, that's very interesting. I would have, I would have assumed with you, it would have been more comedic. There's, you know, there's other stuff. I'm currently working on a screenplay with um, uh, my writing partner uh, Grant Carter from the Carter Show, uh, and we're we're working on like a, a buddy comedy kind of thing. And um, I've, I've finished a screenplay based on the comic book character the phantom with another writing partner my friend ben fascinating yeah so i jump all around i jump all around oh that's such a crazy uh comic the phantom yeah tell me more yeah man it's 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 old as shit um well you know the phantom yeah of course that's what i'm saying tell me more is it just um all oh, right is it just loosely based on it or is it like a direct it's it's a direct sort of adaptation of of the story so it tells yeah. the origin in the prologue and then it cuts to the current what, what we understand as the current kit walker who's the current phantom and um uh, some people find out that he is uh he's not a, the he's ghost who walks. on a podcast yeah <laughs> and um and that's the end no and um <laughs> uh, uh the, there's this whole sort of conspiracy thing of like you know the bloodlines between them and, and the sang pirates who are the sort of main bad guys and Ooh. um yeah it very much the way that I described it, it when when I was sort of pitching it was it's uh uh t- like Batman, like the Christopher Nolan Batman mm-hmm. pictures, mm-hmm. um but mixed with Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I mean? Good. So it's got the, it's got the capes <laughs> and the things and the whatever. But then you got big high adventure and you know pirates on the seven seas and and all that stuff. And That's the, the first draft of it was 188 pages long. It was like fuck me, Jesus. Yeah, right. There's a lot going on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't want to read that. I'll probably never give you it back. Don't ask me to check any of the stuff for you because I only read when I'm on a beach. Our listeners will know this. I will only ever read if I'm, it's it's not beach necessarily, but it's like in the sun. If I've got time to sit out in the sunshine, myself, my own headspace, I don't read in bed. That's not me. I'm not that guy who'll like curl up in bed with a nice book. That's just just not who I am. And um, But like, if you gave it to me, it would take me like 65 years to read. So yeah, no, don't don't give me that. That's that's, that's fine. I don't have that kind of time left. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, yeah, you need to get moving. Years is, yeah, that's that's. A, I'd be 107 <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, but I oh, know that's okay. You, you're not. You know, sometimes people need to be on a beach to read. You know, it's like people who can only poop at home. You know, there's all sorts. <laughs> speaking of pooping at home, no. Speaking of reading, Spe- I'm actually doing uh, some. Uh, I'm actually rereading, semi rereading. I've re- read most of it. I'm, I think I've talked about it before on a podcast. But I managed to buy a. It's a tome. It's a big ass book, and it is all of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. So nice. you may have seen, and this is actually quite a nice uh, tie-in to me uh, featuring on another podcast, which just came out this week. Oh. It actually ties into Thor: Love and Thunder, which utilized God the God Butcher as its main villain, and mm-hmm. you know, um, it had Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor as well. It's a huge old tome, and I've been getting into that because I'd read a f- I'd read the majority of it, but I don't think I'd read all of the comics. So I'm getting into that, and it is. It's epic. It's so cool. The artwork's amazing. Mm. It's really fantastic. And as I just mentioned, plug, 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 I was... Actually, I recorded it. I think I recorded it four months ago, but I was on the Cinephiles podcast with oh, with, right uh, with co-host Perry, who's an absolute legend, had me on to talk about a movie which I really don't like, much like today, the thing we're going to be talking about, <laughs> ironically. Um, yeah, so I uh, it was one of those things whereby it was sort of like open invitation, pick a comic book thing to talk about. Super superhero cinephiles makes sense, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was a bit like, ha, 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 I'm going to do this dumb thing and uh, let's make fun of a movie, and then I sat down to rewatch Thor: Love and Thunder, <laughs> and it was, oh, it was a chore. It is tough. It's a tough one. Good, good, good. Um, really good graphic novel though, like amazing, like seriously. Such a fantastic uh, set of no- set of comics. Great artwork. It's beautiful. I don't know if you've got to see any of them or read any of them. I haven't read the, his Thor. I really like Jason Aaron. He did an awesome like a twelve issue run on Punisher recently, where Frank okay, became cool. um, sort of this this uh, a killer god, and he was running the hand and shit. And it was it would do. Um, yeah, really really cool. King of Killers, I think it was cool. You'll have to share that. I'll check it out. It's really good, and the artwork's fantastic i think it might even be the same dude who did some stuff on that thor run all right nice amazing it's kind yeah, of like painted, fantastic you know? combination yeah what else have you been up to buddy what's been happening yeah um just regular everyday life dealing with three kittens well they're not kittens anymore they're fucking full-grown cats tigers by the sounds of them yeah one of them's a fucking beast man paul paul the cat is <laughs> called paul yeah it's paul <laughs> it's p-a-w-l paul ah oh, yeah oh, man look at you with the bringing the puns out paul mccatney um, <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> that's terrible. Isn't it? I'm sorry. Absolutely it's dreadful. horrible. One of them's named after Superman. His name's Clark. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, can he fly? I wouldn't try throwing. Sometimes him. he jumps off the banister at heights yeah. that he's not prepared for, and no one's and no, no one else is either. <laughs> like <laughs> he is, he's he should have been called Indy because he just dives into danger. God bless him. <laughs> and hates snakes. It's. I mean, I don't think he would like a snake if you ran into one. I don't know if he hates them just yet. He doesn't have any idea of what they are. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and and uh, my my fiance, who's the um, 
stage manager for the Australian Ballet um, just opened a show. Mm. They're doing uh, Swan Lake, which is a pretty big deal. Oh, amazing. And I went and saw it the other night uh, with my sister-in-law and, man, I mean, yeah, I love the ballet. I love it. It's, you know, to tell okay. a story in, in music and movement is with no dialogue or anything is really, really interesting. If you don't like ballet, that's cool. But if you don't like ballet because you think you won't like ballet, just go and check it out, man. It's, it is incredible. These guys are just incredible. The athletes, the buns. We're talking about <laughs> buns, mate. This thing, these things are ready. It is rock solid. It's unbelievable. You could you could crack walnuts on them, and um, I mean that's not that's not why I go, but or between a, them, it's a perk. Yeah, do it between. Yeah, they're perky. Good. That's um, good to know. But yeah, really, really amazing. Really great show. Awesome. That's fantastic. I've never never been to the ballet myself. Uh, I've done a lot of like stage shows, theatre. So growing up, my parents loved stage show theatre, mm-hmm. like especially in London and. I think if you can name uh, like a, a show, I've probably seen it. Everything, Oliver Katz, you you name it. It's I've done I've done it all, and I think that's part of the reason why now I don't love them because I was like kind of forced to as a kid, and you know when you're like I'm um, I'm a soppy kid, I don't like this. Yeah. So now I'm like no, I I just I just don't care, don't care. That's totally fair. I mean, sometimes you age out of shit too. You know, you just stop saying stop that though. Whatever. My parents is. took me to see Bruce Springsteen when I was very young. We're talking at like twelve, and I. You know, did the same thing, put my bottom lip out. Oh, you know, I don't like this. This is your thing, not mine. Why am I here? Now, like, I would pay so much money to see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, <laughs> like, man. so, so much monies. He's the boss. Take all my money. Scrooge McDuck. Remember that guy? That's the type of monies I'd pay to see <laughs> Bruce Take my silo filled with gold coins. I want to see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Actually, he was in, um, me and him went and saw um, the documentary Ego the other night. It's it's about Michael Kadinsky, the the um, head of Mushroom Records. Um, okay, there's a like you know guy who ran that company, and he was a touring agent, and he passed away mm-hmm. sadly a couple of years ago. And they made this documentary about him. It, the landscape of Australian music is very different without him, especially in Melbourne. Right. Um. And yet he he was the first person to bring Springsteen out here. That is a huge um concert at Hanging Rock, and Springsteen played for three fucking hours. Wow, that's awesome. Right. That's very Springsteen, though. Apparently, he just loves to play. He gets into it, and oh, he yeah. just goes and goes and goes and goes. And he had Tom Morello with him, the guitarist from oh, Rage Against the Machine. Really? Like, I know, right? That was like, what the fuck is Tom Morello doing? Now, there? that's random. Yeah. <laughs> At Hanging Rock, no less. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most haunted place ever. Of, of all places, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Oh, man. Well, we've been up to some random stuff this week as well. Like, actually, I say we. My partner has not indulged me in this at all. She just goes out <laughs> of the room every time I try and sit down to watch it. But I've watched uh, a few episodes of the One Piece uh, live action TV show. I don't know if you've heard about this. Or... I've, so I've seen it. I've actually been um, watching Hill House because yeah. uh, we're doing okay. an episode on it for um, uh, the Filmmakers podcast in October. And it keeps coming up, the One Piece. What is the One Piece? When people okay. say One Piece, I think bathing suits. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, it's just a one-piece bathing suit, and they're all trying to find the one-piece bathing suit, Reese. <laughs> Is that really it? <laughs> no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Uh, the premise is is a bit random. It's it's set in this weirdly hyper stylized world. It's obviously it's anime and manga, mm. uh, and there is a pirate king who is effectively. Yeah, it's all set on the seven, the high seas and all that stuff. And the pirate king effectively is about to be executed. This is the first scene, so I'm not ruining any, ruining anything. And he sort of says to like the the watching public, is like, I've hidden a one piece of treasure out there somewhere that will make you rich, famous, and the pirate king. Don't give up on the pirates. Go and because they're trying to stamp out pirates, obviously. 
go and find the One Piece. And like the kind of point of the show is it's this little um this little kid with sort of stretch Armstrong powers who is trying to find the One Piece. And it you know, like part of me thinks it's quite like adorable. Like they're all really giving it a hundred percent in ways that maybe I didn't think they did in the likes of like Cowboy Bebop. I just don't find it. I just don't connect with it when they try to remake anime on, on screen, you know? Mm. I don't think it works. So. It just doesn't have the same something. It, it has none of the intent and none of the energy, you know, because it's such yeah. a specific thing. Absolutely. It's such an interesting energy when you watch anime. Like, I, I grew up, I don't know about you, I grew up with, like, Dragon Ball Z. And I... Well, I'm a bit old for that one, I think. It was a little bit after my time. Okay, right. But I would sit and watch episodes and upon episodes upon episodes of them just powering up that's all they did for like four episodes then they do one thing and you'd go all right now they'll have a fight for like 30 seconds and they start powering up again but like it's the energy and the you know the dynamics of the characters it works really well but then when you see it on screen it's like nah <laughs> that doesn't work at yeah all. yeah it's, I, I remember um because when i was younger i watched heaps of it like but it was all like the sure. 90s and 80s stuff like Wicked City and Akira and Ninja Scroll, Gunsmith mm. Cats, um, mm-hmm. all, all all that kind of shit, and 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 I dig it a lot. But then it all sounds made up. Every single yeah, one. every single, it doesn't, they don't sound like <laughs> real things. Um, uh, what is it? Gunsmith Cats. Uh, Gunsmith Cats is awesome. It's, it's like young like these female private detectives, and they've got a, they drive a Shelby GT Cobra. Um, very very cool. Oh. Battle Angel Alita was was amazing, amazing film. Um, and then, see, I actually missed out on a lot of this. I've heard Akira is amazing. I've still never seen it. Yeah, Akira's that was that was what broke ground, like really, especially in, in right. the West. That was, hang on, this yeah, is yeah. something that we should be paying attention to. Well, that's referenced in everything. Every every movie made by any cool director references that that yeah. anime. I saw it in Nope recently. The 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 female character in that did it. Well, sorry, I don't know if it was she identifies yeah, as a female, but there right. was a character who I thought was female does a like a slide on the on the um motorcycle on the motorbike. It's almost ripped yeah. from that exact shot, you know, from that from that very famous so anime. Many things. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that at some point. But do man, hasn't Taika Waititi for years been talking about? like remaking it it's under like there's no reason to do it i I don't understand what the benefit of that it's the same as um ghost in the shell like why is making that a live action picture how does that benefit anybody apart from you know studios like that story is perfect studio executives make money (laughs) not when you cast (laughs) not when you miscast scarlett johansson yeah that's and it's not that scarlett johansson's a bad actress it's just like it's inaccurate uh, to what the story should be well, I think they changed that very subtly in the actual movie itself. It's like she had the mind of a character or something like that. It was like they, they twisted it so it made sense. Big quotation marks for Scarlett Johansson to be that character. But man, like, just don't, you don't have to remake everything. Not everything has to be an IP. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, that's these, these are the worlds we live in, you know? And that was before so much so now you can't turn around without bumping into ip i think i'm ip now someone's remaking me as we speak <laughs> Rigs 2 and probably a better version without glasses. thanks for, fuck you and fuck you <laughs> <laughs> younger younger that's for sure yeah younger faster stronger i know man jesus we're all feeling it but speaking of regan you know what we do now what do we do we talk about things that you may or may not have heard in the media Ooh. we call it news but it's not really news it's things we find kind of on instagram and it yeah we say it's news but it's not it's a, it's a bit of fun to talk about so did you hear this week Riggs? Mm. we're talking about things from the 90s and 80s the crow reboot is back in the news yeah. and i've actually been talking about this on this podcast since pretty much we started I've, i vividly remember talking about the crow 
way back at the start of this podcast, which I would say go back and listen to, but the early episodes, the quality's not great. It's way better at this point of the podcast. It's way better when we're talking shit and enjoying newer, newer things. Did you, Have you heard about this? Have you seen The Crow? Do you know anything about... Oh my goodness, have I seen The Crow? The I movies? fucking love The Crow, man. It is... It is the most emo movie. It's... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, if you read the book as well, like James O'Barr's graphic novel is really, it's not emo, like he wrote it as a, as a way to process the death of his girlfriend and it's really intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that movie is fucking pitch perfect. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's really practical. Brandon it's really well made. Brandon mm. Lee's performance in it is outstanding. Um, it's, it's such a shame that, you know, it's the same as Heath, like they were on the cusp of being you know, re- something, you know, especially Brandon, because yeah. no one saw that coming. Like he was, his dad was a great performer, but Bruce, Bruce Lee wasn't a good actor. Yeah. Brandon Lee was a legitimately good actor. Right, right. Um, and it was directed by um, uh, Australian Egyptian director, Alex Proyas, whose w- early work I really love. I, I did say ah. earlier because some of his newer stuff I don't like so much. And he's very, very heavily into AI at the moment, which I don't necessarily agree with. Oh, right. That's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, he also directed Dark City. Um, okay. which is which is a, a ball of follow up to that. It's a good double bill that night. I'll tell you that much. There you go. Well, it's very interesting that this is back in the news because current producer Sam Pressman is claiming that it is an anti Marvel movie. Now, if anything was going to be an anti Marvel movie, right. <laughs> a remake of The Crow yeah. is most definitely going to be it. And I think Jason Momoa has been attached for a long time. He he was supposed to, but they've even got they've got makeup tests that you can find online of that, and it just fell through. And now it's one of the scars guards. Oh, is it? Bill. I, the scars guards would be so good in this. He, he the uh, it's the one who played Pennywise. Generically, any of them, they're, they're very interchangeable. Even the adults. <laughs> I think you could tell the difference between Stellan Skarsgård and Alexander Skarsgård, <laughs> who played fucking Tarzan for crying out loud. That guy's got abs where there aren't abs. You know, like he's got abs <laughs> where his genitals are normally. <laughs> like he's got nineteen abs. Ridiculous. Did you see the the Northman? That like that's all I could think of. That's an amazing film. Oh, what a great movie! Yeah, we were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Like me and DL, we somehow I don't know how we did it. We managed to convince our partners to come see that movie. Right? With us, and they hated every second. Why? Yeah, we were like. This is great. And they were like, this is awful. It's very specific and it doesn't really. <laughs> and intense. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't hold your hand much either. It kind of it just gets into it. No. Yeah. It throws you as headfirst as you could possibly be. But you write about, um, Brandon Lee, by the way, going back to that. Mm. I think, you know, the original Crow was so pitch perfect and he was such a perfect pick for it. Remaking this, you almost have to be careful about who you choose and uh, you know, stylistically how you portray it. Because, like, for example, you look at the recent remake of, like, the Robocop movie, for example, they made it, really dumbed it down for, like, a, a PG-13 audience. Really dumbed it down. Mm. And you took the soul out of that movie. Like, a lot of The Crow is violent, and it is meant to be. Yeah. Like like you say, going back to the graphic novels, it's supposed to be like that. So, But if you took that out of it, is it is it really The Crow? Yeah, it's it, if you lose the aesthetic that the original, so you don't have to do the same thing, but if you lose the the, the mm. aesthetic of that and that the comic set up, if you take the gothic horror part of it yeah. away, it, that's fifty percent of it. Yeah, literally, it it is that. It is very Antel, Ant, Antel Marvel, Anti Marvel. It's Uncle Marvel. If anything and- was Antel Marvel. <laughs> Uncle Marvel is that guy at, a, at like a, 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 the Christmas lunch who will not stop talking about Thor, love and drinking. Thunder. Yeah, talking. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Not stop> drinking. 
<laughs> nonsense. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm keen for it because I like that character and, and I like that actor and everything. But, you know, it's, it's, it can never be what, what it was that that movie is a, a stitch in time. Yeah, for sure. So I watched a thing actually recently and I talk about this YouTube channel quite a lot on the podcast. <clears throat> Do you know the YouTube channel Nerdstalgic? You've mentioned them before, yeah. It's it's very cool and it's it's kind of in a way some of the cues that I aspire to take with my YouTube activities. But they just did one recently about the the fake Bruce Lees that sprung up when Bruce Lee died. So many. It is fascinating. There were like three main ones, but like a whole cast of like and they, they were like they were all called, they were all called Bruce Lee, but with the name spelt differently. It was slightly different. Yeah, so yeah. interesting. And like this fake Bruce Lee Hollywood kind of like appeared. Fascinating, really interesting. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this week, Reeks? That Gen V is in the news again. Now, Gen V, we've talked about this in the podcast before. It is a spin-off to the show The Boys, and they have a brand new trailer out. Have you seen it? What are your initial reactions? I have seen it. Um, I'm sorry, you you were talking about it the other day, and I didn't know what you were talking about. Good start. Yeah, that's 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 great. I really like the boys. We actually we did an episode on the boys at the end of s- when the season three finished f- on uh, Filmatics podcast because we both me and Addy both love it. But I wasn't familiar with what this is. This is like was, uh, I asked you if it was a prequel, and you didn't fucking answer me. So tell me now. I did answer you. It's a spinoff. Oh, right. It's a spinoff, and it's effectively about a fucked up high school full of supers. So the idea is that, like, if you can imagine almost like an X-Men type high school, but, you know, clearly the leadership isn't as well-mannered or well-intended as Professor Xavier is. There's always stuff going in the background. It's still for, it's still run by the wrong people. I guess it's like, I'm going to make a really, really bad joke here, but like, who needs guns when you've got these superheroes? It's going to be messed up. Yeah, I I think it'll be it'll be the same thing that it is for the justice league or whatever the same way that it apes the justice league this is going to ape x-men in a, in a huge way and and Possibly. i don't know if that yeah. i'm i'm totally keen to watch it and everything i just don't know if it works because when you've when you've got characters who are adults and they go to an orgy where it's the superheroes fucking each other and there's a guy <laughs> with tentacle penises and all that stuff. Or if you open your season three with a with a miniature guy running up someone's urethra and then sneezing and exploding mm-hmm, the guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, if you do that with teenagers, it's a very, very different vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. you got to tone that shit down a lot. Yeah, because it's, it's kids. Kids, kids, kids. It still looks pretty bloody. It still looks pretty violent. Mm. I think it's going to be a fun show. That's coming out pretty soon. I think that's mid October ish. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. But it's that. I, I'm excited for that. Like, I think the boys is. I think we've talked about it in the podcast. It's one of my top shows for a long time yeah. in terms of its intensity. It just has a real like. It's an almost like an honest show. Like it has an honesty to it that you don't get with a lot of superhero stuff. Mm. And it's like, and it. it it just takes it to the takes it to eleven, man. Yeah, it, it no no prisoners kind of TV, which is which is the best kind. One hundred percent. When season three of that coming out, should, I wonder if the, has the writers' strike affected that as well. Season it'll be season four of the boys. I oh, think. season four. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I can't four. remember. I remember seeing something about that it was. I think it might have been finished. I think it was shot. But the problem you're having oh. now is that if you're in the SAG after after whatever it is, yeah. SAG, um, yep. you can't promote stuff and and. You know, yeah, if well, something exactly. opens, you have to promote it. If these guys can't go out and do the red carpets and you know all that, whatever it is for you know Amazon TV, that's gonna it's gonna hurt the, the people watching it. 
Totally. And we talked about this recently. Like, so for example, Dune 2 has been pushed way, way, way back almost a almost year a because year, yeah. of exactly that. And it's funny that the studios are realizing how much the actors do above and beyond and yet still aren't, you know, willing to come to the table. That's a fucked up shit show, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, it's with the writers as well. It's like, you need to know if you're, if you're a green grocer and you, no, 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 hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. If you're a green no, grocer. No, I, like, I, I like where this is going. Yeah, and and you uh uh you you start like the bananas stop turning up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna hurt yeah. everybody. Like I know you want to get a fair price for your bananas. Absolutely, everybody needs the potassium, but you need to also respect the banana <laughs> for giving you the potassium respect that it has. The producer of the banana, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of the bananas as entities themselves, but you are right. You got to respect the farmer who who the banana. W- if the farmer in this case is the actor, and the banana is his abilities, yeah, that's sort of what I mean. But yeah, it's it's ah, you and me have got very different perspectives on this analogy. I like I like the analogy, but I'm kind of different. <laughs> I was I thinking was, the writers I- are the farmer and the bananas oh, are the right. actors. Actually, that that's probably the better way to go. <laughs> No, that makes much more sense. I, I kind of hurt myself reaching for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. Slightly misplaced. Love it, though. Um, Thanks. Very quickly, then, moving on. Speaking of things that have been hurt by not necessarily the actor's strike, but certainly, you know, changes in the background. Did you see this week, Riggs? There was the Aquaman 2 trailer. And there, was. there have been reactions. I'd love to know what you think of it. You want to talk about people remaking anime? This is a cartoon. It's 100% a cartoon. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, and I don't just mean that because 99.9 at infinitum percent of it is probably CG. But, you know, uh, like I, I, Jane, in James Wan, we trust. Like he put together a decent picture, you know, the first time around. Uh, I, I'm not really that interested, you know, myself because I've kind of checked out from that stuff. But I don't also think injecting a fucking baby into the proceedings <laughs> is really the move. Like. <laughs> well, Name well, me well. a movie sequel in which having a child now appear has made it better. Oh, I can think of one, and it's one that we may talk about at some point, and that was Indiana okay. Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, yeah, okay, yep. The short round claws, we'll Just call that. Saying, that is the short round. The short claws. round claws, the only yeah, one that true. worked. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of Aqua Baby, good good <laughs> point bringing that up because there is a, a very useful Twitter account at the moment called My Time to Shine Hello. And they're reporting that people have actually been walking out of test screenings. Now, wow, the reasoning's a little bit fluffy. People are reporting on different things. People are saying it could be because of the quality of the movie. Could also be because that apparently Aqua Baby dies in this. So nobody wants to Shut see a, a baby of any Aqua variety dying in a movie, right? They kill a baby. Oh, that's, you know, that that's uh, got some balls at least, you know. Yeah, well. In the comics, I believe he dies at the hands of Black Manta, so that could be a direct retelling of that story. But do you not think Aqua Baby is a thing just kind of sounds like an abomination? <laughs> it sounds fucked up. Yeah, I mean, half, half, he's a half Atlantean, half human, and I'm assuming, uh, what's her name? Mer Woman? Mira? Mira? Oh, Amber Heard. Amber Heard's character, Mira? Um, who is almost absent from that trailer, and I think we know <laughs> why. Oof. Um. Yeah, she's being uh, replaced by Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, she'd be. Re- <laughs> no, she did a poo on Aquaman's bed and his, his <laughs> seaweed bed, and he was perturbed to say the least. Yeah, uh-huh. I, that's. If it's that, then yes, it is a full-on alien Atlantean fish baby. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm into that in any way, shape, or form. But a- 
apparently it is not going to connect in any way to the Flash movie, and nor should anything ever. I don't want to talk about the Flash movie ever again. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about it, in which case I'd happily do that. No, I've moved on. Yeah, we've all moved on from the Flash. Final yes. bit of news on the week then is, have you heard that Loki Season 2's premiere has actually been moved forward? Now, I know you've moved on a little bit from, you know, the uh, the Marvel movies and general superhero. You got a bit of fatigue going on there. I can, I can hear that in your... In your it was the Flash that did it too. That was that was fucking yeah. you know that was well, critical mass. I feel like Loki's a thing that could save a little bit of my love for these these shows sure. and movies and but it's now coming out on October fifth, which I'm incredibly excited about. It's probably That's soon. Shit. Yeah, the only one of those Marvel TV shows I'm really excited for, like overly excited for. Like none of the upcoming movies I've got like you know, like stars in my eyes for, for the upcoming ones. But there has been a persistent rumor that Henry Cavill was going to make an appearance in this. Speaking of short round, actually, he's also in this TV show. Yeah, Kihei Kwan, yeah. Yeah, what a legend. Uh, but however, Henry Cavill has apparently debunked the rumors and he says he's not appearing, which probably means he is. <laughs> mm, yeah, if Marvel's track record's anything to go by, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I remember Steve Sadak from the We Hate Movies podcast suggested that he play... Gladiator, who is oh, uh, yeah. uh, the the big purple guy with the fucking mohawk from X Men, oh, he's like a, he's like an one of the Shi'ar alien dudes. That'd yeah, okay. be pretty cool. Um, he could play the Hyperion. Yeah, that's that's I think the one people are saying he could play Hyperion. I'd love to see him as anything. I just want to see him in that world. You know what I'd actually really like to see is James Gunn's take on him as a Marvel hero. So mm. you know that fucked up sort of like backwards, but yet full of heart character just just give it all to james gunn let him do it all like the way dc did that's what i wanted i think probably james gunn and henry cavill might not be speaking because one of them fired the other one <laughs> so wow. and then and then all this it was like <laughs> henry cavill's at the end of uh black what is it uh, black adam black adam and then uh, or adam black or whatever it is and then you know he's like i'm coming back whatever two weeks later james gunn takes over and goes no i'm gonna do my own thing nah, and just probably not i'm already a bit tense that's a tense well, Christmas conversation. I would suggest we talked about this a bunch of times. Like, you've have you read Kingdom Come, the DC comic? Absolutely, I have. I of got course. the original single issues when they came out in 1995. <laughs> Aging our podcast once again, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, um, sorry. Yeah, no, I think they'll probably look to do something like that in the future. Like more than mm. like, I, I would think that's got to be down the line for this DC universe. Like Gal Gadot's too good. People love Ben Affleck for some reason, and Henry Cavill is, you know, too beloved. Surely that's a thing they've got one eye on going. If we're doing Elseworlds stories, like the Joker, like, you know, the rest of it, like the the Batman, sorry, surely that's going to be in the time frame somewhere. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity for that. And most of those people will come back, especially if you fucking get Zack on board again. Oh, well, um, do, do you want... I mean, for that story, is a, it's like a Zack Snyder story, like, pre-written. You know what I mean? Like, it's already yeah. there. The only thing would happen was that everybody would say fuck a couple of times, and that's that's it. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, like, they'd hand in the script and they'd go, fuck! <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too as well, but Zach's doing some interesting shit in his own. The Rebel Moon trailer came Rebel out. Rebel Moon trailer, yeah, you know, we talked about it. That looks pretty baller. What do you think? Yeah, I'm keen. I, I, I like Zach. I think, uh, you know, I, I appreciate anybody who's their own lensman. First name terms. I like that, by the way. You're just like, Zach, me and Zach, baby. He's my bestie. I have done- We're great. We're <laughs> the best. <laughs> me and Addy have a running joke of the Filmatics podcast that for the amount of fucking 
free press we've done for um, uh, uh, Rebel Moon because um, Addy, one of the characters he does on the show is Baby Blood Axe, and there's a okay. character called Blood Axe in that. We should it, we should be on first name terms with Mister Mister Snyder. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely should be, and I'd love to hear, hear his rendition of Baby Blood Axe sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does Bring one. It on the pod. Actually, most most recent episode, which hasn't dropped just yet, uh, uh, we talk about La La Land, but at the start of it, there's a little bit of a back and forth with Baby Blood Axe and Blood Axe the Dad and Mum and all that stuff. Brilliant. So. I, I love a Get podcast ready. that creates characters every now and again. I have the odd one here and there. We should. Uh, I need to bring that back. I've not done that in a long time. You can create any character you want, Riggs. Bring some new characters to the podcast. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Don't, don't, don't open that door. Fucking hell! You won't see me ever again. I'll just appear as different people all the time. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, what we need to do now is move on swiftly. So, if you guys have heard anything we haven't talked about, please feel free to send it. We love it when you send us stuff. Send us memes. Send us whatever you like. You can do that at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We also have a website. Um, I put that together a while ago. Check it out. It got more and more of our content on there. I was thinking about asking Addy if he wanted, to, if he had some free time, if he wanted to put some of his uh, fabulous writings on there as well. We have mm. an area for blogs. That would be fantastic. That is www.podcastassemble.com. Our contact details are on there too if you really want to get them. Riggs, mm. do you want to preface our main topic for the week? I do. This is, it's a shit heap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, well, let's not Mortal tell Kombat. people how we feel about it just yet. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, it is a film, in the loosest sense film. of the word, uh, called Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and it came out in the year of our Lord, 1995, is that correct? Seven, I believe. 1997. I think the OG yeah. I think 95 was the original one, yeah. yeah. And this is in retaliation, I'm going to say. This is in response to... <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1 coming out. So there is a reboot of the PlayStation, well, the video game franchise, which has been running forever. I think there were mm. three games out by the time this uh, this movie dropped. And we're doing this for SEO, basically. We didn't do this because we want to watch this goddamn movie. We did it because we want your views and your listens. Come and, come and listen to us. Hang on a second. No. I ain't got a dog in a race. This ain't my show. I watched it because <laughs> you asked me to. All yeah, right? That's dedication. <laughs> Well, look, if you really want some dedication, I paid $5 to rent this absolute <laughs> shit house of a movie, and I will never forgive myself. I found it. I'm not going to tell you how I found it, because it Are you? Be it was illegal, illegal, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, I, did, it, I didn't, like, download it or, or anything like that. It was just on this streaming site, you know. I don't yeah, know if that's play. what that's called. Maybe cut that part out. <laughs> well, I, I vividly remember renting this as a youth as well, Small Combat Annihilation. I remember vividly, and I was talking to my, actually talked to my brother about this the other day, and I remember renting this. So I have more than once given money to, or paid money oh, no. to watch this film, which <laughs> makes me so, so upset. But let's start then. Do you have a stupid plot summary for this movie? I, I have two, actually. Two? Um, Hit me up. Uh, well, just, just before I get it, like, I like that you get upset that you paid for it twice. That's hysterical. Um, it was on Netflix roll, and then they dropped it. Even this is even too bad for Netflix. Jesus. Um, but to, stupid plot summary. Here's one for you. Traditionally Asian character replaced from the original film somehow by an even whiter actor. <laughs> and the second one, which I thought was a little bit funny as well. Consider a film that has the self-confidence to shout its name before the opening credits. <laughs> That's me. Amazing. That's literally me. Can you can you do the Model Combat theme tune? Is that it? I don't know if that's all right. Mortal 
combat. <laughs> yeah, we've done it's this before. It's insane that that it's it works. That band never has to work again. We actually did an episode on the original version of this. The reason why we're doing Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation is because we actually did, as one of our first 50, I believe, episodes, we, we actually talked about the first one before Mortal Kombat 2021 came out. Yeah. So this is following on from that one in the, in the spirit of rebootuations and love. But I do have a, a stupid plot summary myself. And let me Amazing. see what you think of this, Riggs. Daddy issues the movie. A son tries to take over all the realms just to get some affection from his gaslighting father. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, because it's Raiden's dad as well. It That's is. fucked up. That's They're so both true. getting right. gaslighted by this old geezer. Your, yours wins. Yeah, he's a super dick. Raiden's he's a douchebag, right? I don't know why he's such a douchebag to his children, but he needs to get some, uh, he, he needs some parroting skills. Yeah, and he looks like he smells like cigarettes too. Like, you know, <laughs> a, a dad thing. Black coffee and cigarettes, this guy. But I mean, it's one of these things. And just before we get into the actual meat of it, I just want to talk on the thing that kind of came up for me. Yeah. This is one of those film sequels to a film that was like half decent, B grade, whatever, you know, uh, uh, but then got a, got a sequel that was like less quality as opposed to more quality. Like sometimes you get a sequel and the budget goes up, you know, yeah, or, yeah. The, or the, the prestige goes up or whatever. You get new actors come in. Like when, you know, Mickey Rourke and, and uh, came into Iron Man 2 and Absolutely. he was very hot at the time and all, all that kind of stuff. Or Ben Kingsley. I'm just thinking about Iron Man as a, as a bad film to test. But yeah, so that, that sometimes happened. But then sometimes you get these movies that are kind of like almost cult that get these weird sequels like for instance mm. there's a sequel to kindergarten cop <laughs> really with dolph lundgren in it there's a sequel to time cop with dolph lundgren in it <laughs> uh, what's his name uh J- J- jason scott lee who played bruce lee in in the dragon ah, okay. american psycho cruel intentions from dust till dawn had like half a dozen carlito's way got a sequel son of the mask uh, is is the sequel to the mask the anaconda movies roadhouse had a sequel uh, Hollow Man and The Crow as well, like these B movies that get C movies, you know? One question for you is, how many of them yes. have porn parodies? <laughs> 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 I bet more than you could possibly imagine. Well, uh, Hollow Man is probably one that does, I guarantee it. That's nearly <laughs> porno from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Would there's, there's all sorts of from bosoms in that. Dust Till Porn, yes, that is certainly one. From Dust Till Porn... <laughs> <laughs> Got to be one. Has to be. So good. All right, the guess for me, as we're giving it shit before we've even started talking about it, can you guess for me the current IMDb score for this movie? It has to be below. T- it's out of five, isn't it? Yeah, it's out of ten. Out of ten. It's got to be below two. Like, this is this is hot garbage. <laughs> well, it's 3.6. So okay. There are clearly some apologists for whatever this is. Yeah. Guess for me, then, that Rotten Tomato score is a percentage. 38. Oh, you've been really, really, really generous. Oh, really? 4%. Oh, my God. (laughs) This this might be one of the worst Rotten Tomatoes rated movies we've ever done on this podcast. Finally, then, guess me the letterbox score, which is uh, a value out of 5. Yeah, uh, 1.2. Ah, not bad. 1.5. I think I might have looked at it on user scores. Yeah. And I used letterbox to, to, to log this, but yeah. There you okay. go, folks. That's nice. everything you need to know. Round one, fight. And this is not a returning director, Paul W.S. Anderson. Now, interestingly, 
having, I can't even speak, having directed the first movie, he decided to go off and he chose to do what I would say is a significantly better movie in Event Horizon, which scared the piss out of me as a child. Probably shouldn't have watched it at the age I was at. Uh, And interestingly, a nice bit of trivia for you before we get to Trifles Trivia is that he, he, the reason he stayed so close to the Resident Evil movies, he he has a hand in all of those pieces of crap, is because he regrets not taking part in the direction of this movie because it was so bad. Mm. So it's he feels like it's tarnished his original movie. But we do get a delightful director of the name of John R. Uh, Leonetti, Leonetti, who has nothing else on his IMDb page <laughs> at all. <laughs> Barely even a producer. So, yeah. Talking of the film, though, all of your favorites are back. Are I they? mean, Liu Kang's back. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them, two of your favorite actors are back. Basically, we had Liu Kang return, and that was it. Uh, sorry, Liu Kang and uh, Katana. The only two characters to return from the first movie. Everyone else is replaced, which is great. It would be the equivalent of if, instead of guesting on the show, I just started being on it instead of DL and we didn't explain. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so you mean in a few years' time when Dre gets sick of doing it and we just tag you in oh, well, when he inevitably reaches <laughs> kidding, fame and fortune yeah. and all that stuff i'm just I'm, yeah. I'm i'm right in the pocket you know i'm already ready to go i've just got a feeling dl's got like an app that he's building in the background and he hasn't told anyone and he'll drop it and become a million millionaire yeah. and just just sail off into the sunset that's the kind that's what i expect from dl one day it helps it helps you find the perfect carrot or something you know what i mean yeah. like you scan all the carrots <laughs> in the shop and it's like this is the best one and boom that's it he's a bazillion gillion squillionaire <laughs> like the guy invented dice the the best carrot explain to me the best carrot like it, it flavor in terms of all shape that. In all ter- that i don't know ask dl he's <laughs> the one who made the app I i've got nothing to do with it all right I just, I just go by it what they look like. It scans your facial recognition to see what you think of it. What, how, what kind of carrots does this person like? Exactly. <laughs> this is such a weird conversation. Uh, DL, please don't, don't leave us just yet. You can join us. You can join us, Riggs. Bring your carrots. Um, all right. We do have some really big swings in this, and I was going to wait till performances, but like, I kind of love the fact that they went for like a bunch of weird characters. Now, we'll probably get into performances a little bit more, but like Shao Kahn's in this, Nightwolf's in this, uh, Matoro's in this, Shiva's in this, Baraka's in this, Bloody, uh, is it, uh, I think it's Shilok's in this, who's uh, Raiden's and Raiden's and Shao Kahn's dad. Like, they didn't hold back, right? Like, yeah, they changed everyone, but they, did, <laughs> they at least didn't hold back. Yeah, man, if you've got Cyrax and Sector and fucking, what's your own smokes in there, Rain gets fucking yeah. roundhouse kicked yeah. into a pit of fire in the very <laughs> beginning for not killing somebody yeah you know like it's 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 all your faves and some you didn't even know were your faves yet exactly uh you know what tell me what the plot is of this movie because literally i, I i'm excited to talk about it sure well i would say that it's um uh, uh the the another another person from a dark dimension has decided to completely give up on mortal combat as a tournament and just fuck everybody up yeah yeah. Oh, this is going to be full spoilers, by the way, guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and so much so that the dimensions are now folding in on each other and our world yeah. is becoming our world, uh, which yes, is, absolutely. you know, would be frightening if this movie had stakes. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't. All it's got is fucking <laughs> anal beads underneath the ground that you get in and stuff. It's ridiculous. What is 
What is that about? I have no what, idea. What we'll get is to that it. about? We'll get to it. But yeah, so that's that. That'd be my idea. There's so much nonsense in this. Oh, and people turn into animals. Oh yeah, they do. That's a big part of this movie. Don't forget the animalities. Super important. My favorite thing of this movie, and I'm skipping ways to the end, and I'm sorry to do this straight away, but I have to get this out because it's just too funny. My favorite bit of this whole movie is that they. And you were talking about them breaking the rules and they're merging the realms and they're skipping the mortal combat and the the punishment for doing all this at the very end of the movie is. To do a Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And literally, yeah. I was sat there and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, you have to say it at least once in the movie. So, it, like, it's, otherwise it's part of the they, contract, yeah. Yeah, they take your Mortal Kombat card away. I just, It's just weird. Like, there's that whole remix, like, fat remix at the end, too. Yeah, I just don't know why, like... And then they all go... It's the bomb. It is. I mean, it's the best thing about this movie. Um, the I, I kind of like the, the Sub Zero, who's Sub Zero's fucking second cousin or something, Brother or something. Yeah, yeah. That that him and the Scorpion fight. That was sort of the most interesting. But apparently, the actor who plays Liu Kang, it was supposed Robin something or other. Uh, yeah. Robin Shu, I think it is. Yep. Was also the, the fight choreographer, <clears throat> and he couldn't be there that day because he was off filming stuff as Liu Kang. And that, ah. that fight got choreographed without him, and he, he was not happy with it. Interesting. Uh, uh, one of the interesting points of this is, is r- this is Ray Park, who you'll know well as Darth right? Maul from Star Wars, is, 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 is first appearance in a film, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, and it's very obvious it's him because he swaps in and out with James Reamer, who is Raiden in this. Mm. So that's the third face Raiden has. Uh, and it's very <laughs> obvious. Like, they don't even try and cut a cutaway so you don't see it's Ray Park. And he doesn't even do, like, I mean, James Remar. I mean, he's the Warriors is awesome. He was pretty good as Dexter's dad. Great in Sex in the City. Yeah. yeah. But he's not, like, he's not a super talented actor or anything. He's not even trying to do the Christopher Lambert, like, yeah. So, I'm my- Raiden. Like, that kind of voice thing, you know? My one point about this movie was, like, you know it's bad. When by the end of it, you're wishing that Christopher Lambert was still in it. Like, that's how bad this movie is. What's wrong with Christopher Lambert? Nothing. I was genuinely saying that I I think this movie would be better with him in. He had that weird, like, quirkiness in the last one. He had, like, a little catchphrase. Can't 100% remember what the catchphrase was. But, like, he, like, it was, he was always saying it. It was, he was great in this. Whereas I feel like, I feel like James Reamer was just kind of James Reamer. He's also got this weird thing, was like, at the end, not at the end, but he goes, oh, you must be Jax. And Jax is like, yeah, what's up, motherfucker? Or whatever, like he says, <laughs> you know. Um, and he's got the 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 robo arms. And um, and he's like, oh, you don't need robot arms. You know, you yeah. just need to be self-confident. Well, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm not going into you war. You can like, literally shoot like, lightning. <laughs> yeah, take the M16 off the soldier before he runs after the Taliban, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That was his. That was his catchphrase. I knew. I knew it. it was That's back right. in my mind. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll get to put. Let, let's hang off performances just for just one moment. I, this was sure. rushed into production after the success of the first movie. The first mm. movie apparently did really well. Can you honestly believe this had? This literally had a fifty percent higher budget. So the first one was twenty million dollars. This was what? created for thirty million dollars. And it looks like absolute trash. Where, like, the where did the budget go? Yeah, right. I can't imagine. I mean, the the opening scene, like, because it kind of it dovetails with the first film. Yeah, it literally is supposed to start directly after. Yeah, right. And you're like, what? And and it's on the worst blue screen. Like, I have seen blue screen done better by people who have iMovie. Like, it is. <laughs> and I know it was 1997, but I'm sorry. 
1997 is only f- is is four years after Jurassic Park. Yeah, but that's what exactly what I was going to say. Four years, uh, one of the best movies of all time, even yeah. in terms of its CGI. Like, what? Why? Why? What is this? It's Mortal Kombat. There's money here. There should be. Well, I wonder if a lot of the uh, a lot of the budget went on the rights to the game because it was hot shit back then. It was real oh, yeah. hot, hot property. So perhaps mm. a lot of it went on that and trying to get you know the likenesses and such. But I do have a question for you now. This isn't specific to this movie. This is just a general, and I know and I know the answer. But like, I want to know. Okay. Like, it's kind of rhetorical, but I'd like to know what you think. Why is it always Earth? What's so special about Earth that make people want to take it over? Like the Dark Realm didn't look that bad. It was a little bit dark and stuff. But like, you know, like you can have fun there. There's, I'm sure you can do fun things in in that realm. Yeah, you could probably like smoke and and and, and, and you can get you can get alcohol after three a.m. and all sorts exactly. of really cool shit. Probably bars yeah, never can... close there. Yeah, that, yeah, bars never close. There you go. <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I mean, if if M Night Shyamalan would you have you believe it's because we have water? Well, that's not a terrible idea, but I mean. They have plenty of lightning in the dark realm. Do you assume yeah. water as well? Maybe I don't know. Does water? Does the thunder and lightning go together? I don't think water. If anything, they shouldn't have anything to do with each other because they <laughs> they they don't mix well. I get it mixed up as well. In signs, the aliens didn't like water, and the, yes, and the correct. question was, what the fuck did they come to a planet which is you know sixty percent water for? Or whatever the hell we are, <laughs> nonsense. But yeah, I can't tell you. Maybe it's because of our podcasters. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're going to try and get us next time. We'll have to have one of those shitty tattoos so we can travel between realms. Yeah, what the fuck is that nonsense? <laughs> Let's get into performances then. Um, like, what? Can we? Yeah, like, I think talk talking about performances is almost as painful as watching some of them. <laughs> like, mm. I was thinking about how, like, like, like I say, I'm glad they took some big swings, like, you know, uh, looking at some of these characters, you know, Mataro, to me... Like that actor would have been wouldn't have looked out of place in like the Wolf of Wall Street. He looked like he was literally doing cocaine off uh, <laughs> Shiva's posterior when they started the filming. He had the slick back hair. He had the look about him. It was. Have you seen that guy's IMDb photo? Oh, it's fantastic. He was almost the goofy IMDb yeah, picture. Right. I've not um. I haven't done it for a little while. I've been holding off for a really good one. But do you know who he is? Um, he's Fabio's stunt bubble. Like, I, I, I don't know who he is. No. Is he a person of interest? Well, not necessarily, but I talked about a show we watched, uh, me and the partner watched very recently uh, on the podcast, and it was called Muscles and Mayhem. Mm. So it is uh, a, like a docudrama. No, it's a documentary, but like it's kind of dramatized as well a little bit about like the beginnings of American Gladiators. Now, I don't know how much of that you've ever watched. Oh, fuck, mate. Don't even worry about it. I watched yeah, the shit in. out of that show. Yeah. So he's actually in that. He was one of the originals. Uh, he was Malibu, which was, you know, uh, <laughs> you can guess, right? Put some long hair on Mataro and you've got Malibu. That's that's the IMDb picture. D- uh, Der- Darren McBee. Great name, by the way. Fucking Malibu. Yeah, oh. he was he was that character, but the, that show is really interesting because like the first season was just all filmed in a warehouse, and they were just doing it on like concrete floors. Yeah. Everyone was constantly getting injured, and it was like, oh guys, we need to up the sort your shit yeah. up. Yeah, but like like I say, like I'm glad they took big swings with some of these. Like it's quite clear that that yeah, like Shiva, you know the the she's like the female forearm. She's like the female Goro, right? She's Goro, got forearms. Yeah, sure. But it's it's interesting because she's almost like a Chekhov's Shiva. Like you expect her to have something <laughs> a big part because you keep seeing her and she keeps looking menacing. 
And then she runs in and they clearly didn't have the budget, so they just like squish her within like 15 seconds. Yeah, right. I mean, it did, looked half half decent, you know, that, that effect of the double arms. For the 15 seconds she was in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, because Mortal Kombat 3 had come out at this point, I remember 2 really well because that was huge, but I think I might have been a bit, I might have aged out by the time 3 had come out. But it's like it was ripping all the characters in there and there was so many of them that they mm. can be really vicious with them. Like I said, you know, roundhouse kicking rain into a fucking fire pit or whatever at the beginning <laughs> of the first act. Well, doesn't he hit him with a with a big hammer? I'm sure he hits him with a big hammer. It, that sounds about Mortal Kombat-y, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the basic overview of this then is Shao Kahn wants to take over Earth because, you know, people want to do that. And he has a, an assortment of heroes who are trying effectively to kidnap Katana because she is somehow, for some reason, the key... Her mother is back from the dead. Mm. I didn't know her mother was dead in the first place, but good she's back. Nice for everyone involved. I've got to be honest with you, when I'm talking about the performances of this, like it was really distracting because no one was the same. Johnny Cage, who was in the first movie, he dies within the first 15 seconds, but he looks completely different. He's just a generically handsome dude. I was like, who the fuck is this? Where's Johnny gone? It's because Lyndon Ashby didn't want to come back. He was like, yeah. no, thank you. I'm going to go and do cocaine. <laughs> and he did. He did a lot of cocaine. It was the 90s and he probably had a great time. I bet he did. Yeah. I'm interested to know about, because you, you said you quite like the Scorpion and Sub-Zero stuff in this. I just think that out of like all of the stuff, that's the Like I'm trying to be fair and be like, there's something, because I don't like being negative about stuff. I'm only doing it now because it's funny. But if you like this movie, that's great. I hope I hope it's your favourite movie. But um, the I, I just that's probably the most well executed or the most interesting thing to look at, like sure. where he builds the ice bridge and then they fight on it and it breaks and it's sort of there's some dynamics to it that are interesting. It's all shot like it looks like plastic. Yeah, it's shot like someone's done it on a fucking you know iPhone or whatever. Like yeah. it's just one, it's one or two setups. There's nothing dynamic about the choreo- the camera choreography. Well, it's interesting. I'm skipping ahead a bit here, but like the like the cinematography, like the world building. This this is obviously New Line Cinema. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's anything in the geek sphere will know they made the Lord of the Rings films not long mm. after this. How do you go from making this to making the Lord of the Rings? Like, what the fuck? Like everything in this, every shot feels so cramped and so small. I felt claustrophobic watching this film. I was like, if they're not in some weird dark temple even when they're in the desert it feels like you're like this close to the person so you feel like you're like it's because if you turn the camera either left or right even like half an inch you see all these crew and all this stuff because the <laughs> sets were obviously like really tiny. really tiny and that's a great you're like a great example of that you know we made a joke about it before but there's these um uh like american gladiator looking funnily enough um spheres <laughs> that you get in like two people get in yeah, and, yeah. and it's it's a fuck it's fucking sex equipment. Like they're just going through the <laughs> earth with these gimbal things, and then they've got to you know go through all these different because the earth's hollow apparently, and the air the thrust the, the uh, thrust of air. Yeah, exactly. From the, core, the thrust of yes. air propels these things around the globe, and that's is how that you get to from do one with the game? Another. Like those rolly ball things? Were they like in oh, any fuck, of I the games? Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, think I they did. were. I don't remember, like, yeah, anal beads being in Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> um, but it's that that kind of thing of, like, the, the smallness of that, like, the way you can get away with having yeah. a scene within yeah. just here, this this part. Like, that's absolutely on purpose. Now, you know what's interesting? I, I decided to look up New Line Cinema's back catalogue, and there's some serious stuff in there, right? Listen to some of these. Austin Powers, Blade, Rush Hour, obviously The Lord of the Rings, 
The Hobbit, the less we talk about, the better. But, you know, like, at least it's, you know, a big movie with a good, <laughs> with a good budget. The Conjuring Universe, Shazam. Like, these are big movies that have happened from this. And some of them around this time as well. Blade was two years after this. It's, I'm pretty sure Austin Powers was as well. And Lord mm. of the Rings was 2001. So, like, yeah, what? Right. How do you go from this to them? Like, help me understand, Riggs, please. I'm begging you. Look, it has to be... It, it, it's got, You know, you talk about budget and they got more money and stuff like that, but it has to be a, a, a case of too many cooks, of too many people saying mm. we need this and this and we also have to this and then this has got to happen and then you've got to have this and we've got to set that up and it has to relate to the game. And they're yeah. just throwing money at all these problems until yeah. it, it everything gets so spread thing. It's like, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Ian Holm in, in, in- Scrooge McDuck's back. He's throwing money around. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like Ian Holm says in uh, in Lord of the Rings, you know, Bilbo is like, I'm, I'm like butter scraped over too much bread. That's what this is. They just had no- oh, yeah no clear idea of what they want to do so they just did everything but at least the costume designer tried that is all i'm going to say i feel like they tried real hard with some of these costumes they looked like yeah. trash but they tried pretty pretty accurate to the game as far as i understand yeah. i mean and, and and what a horse half man could look like <laughs> i guess i don't know i think it's been done better elsewhere it's definitely before the likes of like brian singer came in with like the x-men and made everything black leather this is them going what do fans want to see <laughs> yeah, some, yeah. Cre- we're, we're- some creepy producers like what do fans want to see let's get an asian lady in a really tight little green outfit <laughs> like, let's know. have let's have sonia blade in a white t-shirt that we will later cover in mud because Ooh, there is an actual mud, mud wrestling fight in this fucking movie we see what you're doing here pervy producers i feel like there's a pervy producer in the background he's like hmm how can we make this really disgusting <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's just like maybe they could fight in some mud i don't know <laughs> i don't know why kermit's producing this but that's definitely his assistant who rocks up as well and there's, there's the guy yeah. who's like this is like i will make it happen Oh, everybody was on set that fucking day, I'm just <laughs> without a doubt. That's why it was such a tight shot. Yeah. But, like, I think if you talk, you talk about action anyway, so we might as well jump into that. Round two, fight. Some of the fighting, like, you can tell that uh, Liu Kang, you said his name a moment ago, it's uh, Robin Shu. You can tell that some of it's fairly proficient in this one. Like, compared to the first, I thought, like, don't get me wrong, it's absolute nonsense and a bit where... Ray Park's doing spin kicks towards a guy who's also doing spin kicks and they're just missing each other. Very, um, very Star Wars. I feel like that's nonsense, but some of it's pretty good. Like that fight in the mud is actually not terribly choreographed. Like it's interesting to watch. It's just a shame. Pervy producer man was in the background going, oh, yes, let's get the mud. Yeah, I mean, that fight didn't need to be in the mud. It could have been on yeah. a rock. <laughs> you know, could have been up somewhere on a rock. <laughs> on the rock. On Dwayne Johnson, just in the middle of his head. <laughs> just having a fight on that guy's absolute cavern of baldness <laughs> that he has, yeah. It would be hard, though, because the camera would constantly be reflecting the light. That's right. Ping! It's, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> be yeah, I mean, Rob- Robin Chu is, is, a, is a good martial artist and, and, yeah. and a good fight choreographer. Um, he's not a very good actor, and that's okay. No. Not everybody is. But uh, the problem I had was that, there's so many slow-mo shots of people falling oh, down, yeah. like including oh, him a lot. It's always James Rima. He gets kicked through walls about every 15 to 30 minutes in this film. And it's a long film. Yeah. A lot of breakaway, you know, brick walls and things like that next to the mud pit. Yeah. 
He must have got really good at doing that because James Reamer, seriously, he got kicked through so many. I'd love to have like a compilation of James Reamer getting kicked through walls. Have you have you ever <laughs> seen the film Rounders with um uh Matt Damon and Edward Norton? No. It's about like um underground poker playing. It's actually a really okay. fucking great movie if you get a chance not, to watch not it. Not the game Rounders you play that's a bit like baseball but with a, a tiny little bat. A smaller bat. No. Yeah. No. Not not about that. Not Matt Damon with a tiny little bat in his hand. Hey man, Whack. he did that golf picture. Whatever um, it was a legend of bag of ants. Oh, I've never seen that. Anyway, go on. Don't worry about it. You can't watch it anymore. Will Smith's in it. <laughs> can't do it. No, it's this movie Rounders, and and in in the film, um, uh, John Malkovich plays like a Russian gangster who owns a, one of these clubs, and he's like the main antagonist, and yeah, he's okay. got the really thick accent kind of thing. And and he's always eating Oreos. And I remember watching it one time, going, I wonder how many fucking Oreos. John Malkovich had to eat during production of this film because he's eating them in every scene. I would love to ask James Remar, hey, James, how many times, just as a rough <laughs> number, did you actually get kicked through the ship? I want to know how many breakaway thing doors and windows or Ray and Park. whatever. It's probably Ray Park, to be honest. Like, he probably is stuntman did it in the end. But, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. The interesting thing about that is, like, we joked about Johnny Cage getting murdered at the beginning of this. He literally has his neck snapped. And as part of that, you kind of get that, oh my God, people can die in this universe. And then Raiden kind of dies at the end and you're like, holy shit, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a new thing. And then all of a sudden, like the old gods are just like, we shall bring you back, Raiden. But then you go like, is Johnny just over there on the floor still? <laughs> why, why did you bring him yeah, back as yeah, well? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's a human, I guess, but. But yeah, Raiden comes back as fucking Raiden the Shaved. Like he's well, got we, <laughs> shorter <laughs> hair and that's it. And a tank top. Your haircut does not change the fact that you are not the one from the last movie, James Reamer. We noticed this. <laughs> Bad James Reamer. You have a different face. You have, you have a different catchphrase. What's happening here? You're not some sort of weird French hybrid, whatever's <laughs> going on with Christopher Lambert. I don't know who he is. He was like born here, but lived over there. And- Apparently he learned English while on the set of Highlander. Highlander, like We talked yeah. about it in one of our old... I want to do Highlander 2 and DL does not want to talk about that movie, but I am. Um, it's going to happen. We, we, don't worry about it. I mean, just give me a call. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can Highlander 2 all day. I guess but the, one thing, the one thing that really, really got me about this film, really got me about this film and like... It's not long. It's, I mean, I joked before, it's a long film, but like, it's a long film because it just fucking drags. All this movie is, is it's a flick from one action scene to another action scene. I'm not sure how they made it so boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, because there's no, there's no, there's no stakes. There's no thread. Like, it's yeah, just true. kind of, here's a fight scene. But I guess that's what the game's like. So, yeah, I mean, there is stories to the games, but I've never really played one for the story. I can't say that. I guess one thing that really takes me out of it as well is the CGI. Like you joked about that green screen before, but like, like, but like they're doing flips and I get it. Right. Okay. They're doing flips, but they're doing flips with the sky as the background, which is badly like composed in any way with like really, really shitty, like, I don't know, PS2 style lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, what is, what is happening here? You've got a beautiful <laughs> temple behind you that looks like they may have filmed it in Thailand. I think they may have done. Like, just film a flip with the temple in the background. Like, yeah, you right. Ha- you don't need all the bells and whistles if that's what, you know, if that's what the budget's being spent on. What do people, what do they think we want to see? Yeah. You don't need that. It's just, anyway. And the, so a big part of this, and you joked about it before, was the animalities, right? So mm. Liu Kang has to find <laughs> his animality. <laughs> but guess what? Shao Kahn has also found his animality. 
Ah, that's bad CGI. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, Jurassic Park came out like four years before this. Yeah, yeah. You have money. I don't know why this looks like Spawn. It is. <laughs> and Spawn had money too. I, like, what the fuck? I can't. I, I was so bewildered by how bad it was. You can do better shit like th- this with. It would have been better if they'd filmed someone playing with figurines <laughs> of two and have and even have the hands in the shot. Oh, like going, ah, ah, like go, for the, go for the Godzilla route where they're just like two dudes in suits, like just like slapping each other. Be, that would be amazing comparatively. Like that would be at least something. It wouldn't be yeah, these two is... blobulous nothings. The interest, like the the, the two dragon. So so basically, what happens, right? Long story short, is the hero champions of Earth they get they they get to the final Mortal Kombat, and it's Liu Kang versus Shao Kahn. They do their animalities, which is effectively two dragons. Bad CGI, like we're talking about, but there's no like because it's so muddy and the graphics are so bad. There were times when I couldn't really tell what was happening, like where one ended and one began. It was a bit like. Uh, to use a, a recent reference, I don't know if you've seen uh, Shazam, the first one, when the two mon- the, all the the like smoke monsters at the end are just kind of like fighting and they kind of blend and you're like, what is happening? This is yeah, terrifying. It was awful. Shazam actually from Newland Cinema as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have a bad history the- with fucking like gargoyle people or the d- d- dragon things. Close the circle. Yeah. Uh, we joke about PS3 cutscenes on this podcast, but this was genuinely like a PS1 cutscene. Oh man, I've seen I've seen better f- effects in fucking F Zero, the racing game that was on <laughs> Super Nintendo. <laughs> and then and then effectively, what happens in this is um, old mate uh, Liu Kang wins the Mortal Kombat, and for some reason, Raiden's father does. Do you remember? Do you ever watch Dune from 1984, like the original one? Love Dune, yeah. The original one. Uh, you know how they've got the big box suits and it's very like, eh, it's like very Transformers. He's for some reason goes into one of them and folds up. Do you, <laughs> what was what was happening there? I have no idea. Like by that point, I'd kind of checked out. I was just, I was befuddled. Yes. I make a joke on on the Superior Cinema Files podcast that the best way to watch Thor of and Thunder is scrolling on your phone, or as I was at the time, just playing on your Switch. Like, not really watching the film. And uh, that's probably the best way to watch this. Or just don't. You know, like, you don't have to. Yeah, the best way to watch the Thor 4 is to not. <laughs> it's amazing. Or this. Or yeah. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, seriously, like, you really don't have to. And do not pay for it if you, if you, can... <laughs> <laughs> if you can get around it. It's not worth paying for, no. And I, I don't make money out of this, so I do not have this as a tax write-off. So that will like, always be on my record, and I am very happy about that fact. It's going to mess up your algorithm. Let's move on then. What we do now is we talk a little bit about tones and themes, not that there themes. really are any in this movie, ah. before we're moving on <laughs> to uh, three best and three worst. Do you know any tones or themes in this movie? There, I mean, there's like the power of the human spirit, like that cliche is sort of thrown around yeah, a lot. You know, finding your animal self and then fucking up someone else's hydra i don't know i think probably yeah. the, the the line with with <laughs> that raiden says to, to jacks about all you need is self-confidence believe in yourself and then you'll defeat your enemies which is you know good advice uh, believing in yourself is great advice mm. it's, it's the mm. ultimate quest isn't it you know the the the, the uh, mastering of spirit but not Ooh. for robo arms oh yeah he rips them off that's terrible could this be the the mad imagination of a crazy person who's lying on like a 
psychotherapist's table or chair and uh he's explaining his his craziness and the psychotherapist just stood there going believe in yourself you, yeah. you you can do this do you think that's what this could be it's the craziness that's, of a person i mean it's mind. a better explanation than than i think they're trying to give you um also the, <laughs> they paid 30 million dollars yeah, right? to create it, this movie is in the game is jacks does he the arms like just has metal arms he just has metal arms but they're not like underneath he doesn't have normal arms i actually don't know that's a very good question because like he just like tears them off and they're yeah. literally plastic in this like it's it's they it's basically like you know a, a portion of the rubber Batman suit, but painted silver. I, I just mean because in in the two thousand and <laughs> sorry in the twenty twenty one version, Jacks had he got his arms torn okay. off in a fight, or they got frozen or something, and then oh, shattered. Yeah, and you're get, right. Was given robot arms when he went to the temple. So is that That's what right. it is in the game? Or? But weren't they little spindly arms to begin with? And his chi was yeah. Like that's to get right. His, arms. His, was it chi? Chi's it? She's an- you can't see listeners, but I'm waving my arms wildly like I know what punching is. <laughs> it actually looked like you were taking two penises at once, um, is what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it's their own rigs. Don't don't give me any of that. And yeah, fill your boots, mate. Like it's 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 Thursday night. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. What were your three best and three worst for this film? Okay. I've got a, I really I've struggled got my for notes best. here. This is me. I will say though, I mean, we're giving this thing a hard time. In separate interviews. Uh, both the creators, uh, Ed Boon and Tom and John Tobias, said they hated this film so much and they consider it to be the worst experience they had through the many years they spent working on, on Mortal Kombat. So it's not just us. It's these dudes as well. I mean, like, if the creators hate it, then we are allowed to hate it too. Exactly. And I, one more little... This was my favourite, favourite piece of trivia I read about this. If you add up all the flips Brilliant. that happen in this movie, there's 54 flips. <laughs> It's four flips. <laughs> That's a lot of flips. That's one every I, two minutes. I've got my hand up because I have a question. Okay. Um, who who could be asked going through and counting the amount of flips and didn't count how many times James Remo was kicked through a wall? God damn it. <laughs> you didn't do the reading, for fuck's yeah, sake. Exactly. Right? We want to come on, guys. through the wall and the flips. Come on, give me a top. Yeah, your three best and three worst. Three best. The best. The three best. Number one, it's short. Um, <laughs> number two, if you're a fan of the game, everyone's here. Like you, everyone you want to see is. Yeah, here. I had that. I had that. It's literally everyone. Yeah, and and the Sub Zero Scorpion fight is. Eh, it, it'll be okay. It's a thing. The 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 three worst. Uh, the effects. Oh yeah, CGI is a big one. Is is just the effects? Yeah, and the acting are just horrible. The fucking mud fight, which is, you know, one of the most egregious things I've ever seen happen in a movie ever. Um, and the fact that this is like technically a movie in the same way that Raging Bull is, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you went to a video store, if they still existed, and you went to, uh, you a, would see you, it. You would see it. You would walk past the action section and then go to classics, and they, they would be on the same shelf. Well, it's ironic that you can't find this on streaming. You have to like search and pay for it. So technically, maybe not. Maybe, maybe the world movie. is trying to get rid of it. Yeah, maybe it's not a movie anymore. Um, my three <laughs> best were pretty much the same. I uh, I liked Luke Kang in this. I thought he was great. I liked that they at least tried to do things for the fans, like have the uh, all of the costumes looking. They basically looked like they'd been to like a second, like a secondhand salvos for I don't know gym gear. But yeah, you know, like at least they tried. Um, and the schlockiness. I love a schlocky dumb film. Like I I bloody love it. And you know. Mm. 
sometimes they're just bad and you just have to deal with that yeah the the worst were you said the cgi and the acting i mean you know two of the biggest parts of the entire film (laughs) those things most of the make of the film and i've got a third one that's a bit out of left field but uh you were just talking you were just being slightly racist uh jack jack jack's random racism did you did you see that in this film there is like a random line in this uh i've lost it i've wrote it down somewhere and he just sort of goes like it's it's uh the main characters and raiden's there and he goes we shouldn't trust anyone who's not from earth and raiden's just kind of standing there i'm like holy shit dude like he's right there (laughs) and especially like the african-american character saying that i was like this is sounding hauntingly similar, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're learning the wrong lessons here, dude. <laughs> you're learning the wrong lessons from Mortal Kombat, From Jax. Mortal Kombat, yeah. <laughs> Final round. Fight. What we do now, guys, is we have a completely binary system for rating movies. It's not two Jack's arms out of two. It isn't how many, <laughs> how many versions of Johnny Cage are in this movie. It is simply, is this movie better or worse than the most average movie we know, which you know, Reeves, is Aquaman 2018. We've been talking about it already today. We've been talking about Aquaman. Let's bring it back to Aquaman. Tell me, is this better or worse and why? Well, I think we might, you might have to adjust this rating system when The Lost Kingdom comes out. And that might well, that's be the a good point. most well, average if, movie. If anything is, I, I think that's going to be worse personally. But if anything ever comes out and it is more average than Aquaman, we're happy to take it on. All right, we'll just hit up hit up uh, Tommy in the comments there. Um, in, no, it's not as good as Aquaman. Um, Aquaman actually, like, it seems like the people who made it gave a shit. Um, <laughs> they tried about it. even though it was you know a marketable IP based thing. Uh, Momoa's game and oh. and James Wan's game. No one in this knows who they're supposed to be looking at or <laughs> what they're doing. Or I don't even know if anyone had a script. Like it is, it is completely soulless. I completely agree. It's definitely worse than Aquaman 2018. I I just, like, I just couldn't. Like, I kept trying to watch it and enjoy things I enjoyed about the first one or things I enjoy about the games. And it just made me, like, cringe every time I tried to watch. I was like, oh, no, this, is, this isn't good. Before we wrap up then, Gresident of the pod, uh, Mr. Reeks Wood, tell me then, are you happy for a little bit of true or false trivia? I can't wait. Beautiful. You've already got some trivia, so I'm a bit concerned you know all this anyway, but um, <laughs> true or false? I was just scrolling on IMDb because I couldn't fucking watch this movie. I was trying to do anything else. Pretty much all of the trivia is from IMDb. So, you know, who knows right. if it's actually worth worth a shit? Probably not. Yeah. But there was actually a third Mortal Kombat movie in development. Is that true or is that false? That's true, and Christopher Lambert was supposed to return. That's correct. So was Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage, and also so was Quan Chi. So that could have been an interesting movie. I would have been interested to see what they could have done there. Like, why would they? Why would they have brought back these characters? Could they have had like uh, face-offs, like you could in the game? So, for example, you could have like um, I don't know, Raiden versus Raiden. For example, you could have easily had James Reamer, you know, <laughs> taking on the Highlander. <laughs> That would like have been it's interesting. Fucking Spider-Verse. Yeah, well, exactly. But isn't that the point of Mortal Kombat? You can fight people against each other? Yeah. Pla- apparently, plans fell through when a lot of the sets were destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. And, like, yeah. I, like why why would they want to recreate them? Let's be honest. I'm just, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, that, was, maybe that was the universe telling them something. So here's a, a true or false trivia, Riggs. 
Bridget mm. Wilson Sam- Sampras. Do you reckon Sampras is in like Pete Sampras's wife? The tennis player? Anyway, apparently Bridget was offered to reprise her role as Sonya Blade, but turned it down. Is that true or is that false? She, she is married to Pete Sampras, by the way, if it's the one Good. from the first film. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, enjoy yourself. Um, you know, like some sort of ball joke. I don't know. I couldn't think of one. Um, <laughs> ball, ball or ball. bald? Balls, as in ball boy tennis. There's, there's I, I couldn't get something. there. I just, there's I something stumbled. there. We're, we're a bit slow. It's it's late here. Yeah. <laughs> we're old. We're grouchy and it's late. Um, we're, we're basically exactly. those two guys from the Muppets who are like, boo. Oh, a, a slatter and walled off. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> they're all good. They're just not all for you. Uh, so <laughs> that's my my staple when someone doesn't laugh at one of my jokes. Yeah, no, that's true. She she was she was asked to come back, but she was too busy um being a ball girl. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> she was <laughs> terrible. She was too busy uh with a new role uh, as Sarah Michelle Geller's sister in I Know What You Did Last Summer. You're gonna Shut f- the front door. You're gonna see a theme here. Lyndon Ashby was also asked to return as Johnny Cage, but turned down the role after reading the script. Is that true or is that false? Yeah, that's absolutely true. You've already answered this in the episode and you've already answered why. It's because he was just, just doing too much cocaine. Um, it would have cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, 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 trivia true or false. Paul W.S. Anderson was offered to return to the film, but chose not to return. <laughs> yes, like, unfortunately, he, he didn't. He didn't return. He went on to do. Uh, no, it's not unfortunate. It's fortunate because then he made Event Horizon, which yes. is basically a Hellraiser movie without Hellraiser in it, without Cenobites. Such a crazy, uh, like terrified me as a young child so much so that I refused to go back and watch it. But like, there's a theme there of people seeing this script and going, I don't, know, "I don't know if I, I don't uh, know about that. Don't even fancy that." But um. Yeah. Friends of the show, Riggs, it has been bloody wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for sitting through this for me. Thank you for indulging me in this. For SEO purposes, <laughs> a thing you didn't know what that was t- <laughs> until I told you. <laughs> that's totally fine. I, I'm, again, that's a little bit above my pay grade. I don't, I don't think about that stuff. But Not at all. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'll come and do, I'll do Event Horizon if you want. Fuck, you just, you tell me what to watch it. Tell me what to watch and I'll watch it. Brilliant. Finish him. Well, why don't you plug everything rigs before we finish up there's so much cool stuff that i want people to know about and where can they find you where can they find all of your cool artsy materials where can they find your podcast tell us everything my goodness okay uh yes well um uh, I, I have a show uh called the stitch up um with rigs which is a, a video show it's on youtube i haven't done an episode in quite some time because i'm busy on the Film Addicts podcast Being a with my bro Addy, um, we're on uh, uh, YouTube and Spotify and Amazon Music and all that stuff. Come check us out. It's just two dudes who like talking about movies, making silly jokes, and um, uh, you know having a good time. That sounds familiar. Hmm. Yeah, where have I heard that hmm. before? <laughs> well, it's it opened up quite. A, well, I've been on quite a few other podcasts that, that do the same thing, and it's, awesome. it's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, there will be an episode, new episode of the Stitch Up coming out in October for Halloween. Uh, we're going to be talking about the craft with my my friend Michelle from the Sequel Suck podcast. Nice. Um, and also, if you want to check out stuff that I do uh, for Hit Sixty Six Sound and Screen, which is my my production company, I've got some really cool stuff coming out at the moment. Just did a big um, uh, promotional trailer for a theatre production of Hamlet, which is really, really cool. Nice. Um, had a good time on that one. And we've got some big stuff coming out of the studio um, uh, that, we, that we own, Cable Sound Studios. We're going to be doing some uh, live uh, videos from, from there over the summer. So come peep us. Nice. Go find Riggs on Instagram. Go find him on Spotify. He's everywhere. Literally, he is everywhere. Uh, 
<laughs> really fantastic to have you on the show, mate. Thank you so much. You can Thank find you. us at podcastsemble on Instagram or thepodcastsemble.gmail.com. Uh, I don't know this bit because Dre usually does this. And as uh, much as I make fun of him, it's actually pretty tough to do. He gets a good podcast voice for this. And a big thank you, as always to Mr. Matthew Bliss for editing and mastering this week's episode. We bloody appreciate you, mate. Thanks for bringing it back around. If you'd like to hire someone to edit your podcast, head to matthewbliss.net and book a consultation today. If you, I don't know why I'm so excited about that. I'm we love it. it. I'm, We're I'm both really very excited. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put on my, my best acting voice for this. If you want to hear now, if you want to hear his work and listen to <laughs> From My Home to Yours, it's an expat repat podcast where Matt and his wife share their experiences and advice of moving from Ireland to Australia to Ireland from Australia I knew I got that one way around uh, or anywhere to be quite frank with you it's it's really wholesome it's a beautiful podcast he's a really great guy we've plugged too many podcasts today so um, you won't have any time to work or think or sleep you just podcast all day but <laughs> hit up Mr. Matthew Bliss uh, and check out Riggs everywhere he's at thank you so much for joining us Riggs we really appreciate it pleasure tally ho baby I like the baby added at the end there. That that's, was all I, that's all I got. That's literally every ounce of energy. <laughs>